welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of your sisters and brothers in spirit. And even though those qualities are not as easy for some to express and share as they are for others, it's okay. Let us keep working on it and doing our best till we leave this earth. And know that no matter our conditionings, distractions, or beliefs, those higher qualities of love, joy, and compassion are inherent within all of us, each and every one. And I can't stress it enough, and y'all may get tired of reading or hearing it, those qualities become easier for us to express and share the more time we spend getting to know our mighty I Am Presence, because it is the presence of the living God dwelling within us, and when we near ourselves to that presence of God, that presence of God nearest to us. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Q. If the great central sun is the heart center of the infinite, where is that which is the brain center? A. In the pure state, whether in the infinite or the finite, when there is no imperfection, the brain and heart activity become one, for the motive power of all activity sent forth is love from the heart. Therefore, in the pure state, the heart and brain are synonymous, for within divine love is contained love, wisdom, and power. The infinite energy is always present awaiting use but does not act in the life of an individual except under conscious command. There does come a time in the progress of the individual when things act so instantaneously that it seems to be automatic, but it never really is. There is absolutely but one road to self-conscious mastery, and that is the conscious direction of the eternal energy into whatever you desire. Now this brings us to another vital point. Desire is an indirect action of the attention, but desire, sustained by the determined use of the attention, causes the desire to become an invincible manifestation. This will give you the slight idea of how important it is that conscious direction be coupled with the desire. Conscious use of the I am presence, or the consciously directed use of this eternal energy to a given accomplishment, should at no time be anything but a most joyous effort. It should never seem like work or tension in any way, because when you declare, I am the presence, the intelligence, directing this energy to a given purpose, you set the law in motion in a perfectly easy, calm manner, and it does not require any tearing the hair effort. Therefore, it should always be a calm, serene, determined procedure. The student should at all times understand that the student never chooses the master, but the master chooses the student. Did the student understand what consciousness he was to maintain, it would come about very much sooner. For contacting the Ascended Masters, use, I am the Presence preparing the way and bringing visible contact with the beloved Ascended Masters. With the use of the I am Presence, you have full command and limitless control over all disturbing conditions. When you speak in the I am Presence, you are speaking in the Presence which the Ascended Being is. You must realize deeply that when you say, I am, it is the full God power acting and knows no failure of any kind. We give praise and thanks for thy infinite outpouring, great I am presence. We give praise and thanks that at last, we know who thou art, and that within thee are all possibilities. 
We give praise and thanks that thy mighty presence is always the governing intelligence, the love enfolding, the light illumining everything on the way. Beloved Saint Germain. Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 The writer in the National Quarterly Review, previously quoted, says that the Phoenicians were the earliest navigators of the world, founded most of the colonies of the Mediterranean, and voyaged to whatever other regions were inhabited. They visited the Arctic regions, whence they brought accounts of eternal days without a night, which Homer has preserved for us in the Odyssey. From the British Isles they imported tin into Africa, and Spain was a favorite site for their colonies. The description of Charybdis so completely answers to the maelstrom that, as this writer says, it is difficult to imagine it to have had any other prototype. Their explorations, it seems, extended in every direction, their sails whitening the Indian Ocean, as well as the Norwegian fjords. Different writers have accorded to them the settlement of remote localities, while the entire southern coast of the Mediterranean was occupied by their cities. A large portion of the African territory is asserted to have been peopled by the races expelled by Joshua and the children of Israel. At the time when Procopius wrote, columns stood in Mauritania Tingitana, which bore the inscription, in Phoenician characters, We are those who fled before the brigand Joshua, the son of Nun or Nave. Some suppose these hardy navigators of Arctic and Antarctica waters have been the progenitors of the races which built the temples and palaces of Palenque and Exmal, of Copan and Arica. Brasseur de Bourbourg gives us much information about the manners and customs, architecture and arts, and especially of the magic and magicians of the ancient Mexicans. He tells us that Bodin, their fabulous hero and the greatest of their magicians, returning from a long voyage, visited King Solomon at the time of the building of the temple. This Bodin appears to be identical with the dreaded Quetzalcoatl who appears in all the Mexican legends, and curiously enough these legends bear a striking resemblance, insomuch as they relate to the voyages and exploits of the Hittim, with the Hebrew Bible accounts of the Hivites, the descendants of Heth, son of Chanan. The record tells us that Bodin furnished to Solomon the most valuable particulars as to the men, animals, and plants, the gold and precious woods of the Occident, but refused point-blank to afford any clue to the route he sailed, or the manner of reaching the mysterious continent. Solomon himself gives an account of this interview in his History of the Wonders of the Universe, the, chief Foden figuring under the allegory of the navigating serpent. Stevens, indulging in the anticipation, that a key surer than that of the Rosetta Stone will be discovered, by which the American hieroglyphs may be read, says the descendants of the caciques and the Aztec subjects are believed to survive still in the inaccessible fastness of the cordilleras wildernesses, which have never yet been penetrated by a white man. Living as their fathers did, erecting the same buildings, with ornaments of sculpture and plastered, large courts, and lofty towers with high ranges of steps, and still carving on tablets of stone the same mysterious hieroglyphics. He adds, I turn to the vast unknown region, untraversed by a single road, wherein fancy pictures that mysterious city seen from the topmost range of the Cordilleras of unconquered, unvisited, and unsought aboriginal inhabitants. H.P. Blavatsky Apart from the fact that this mysterious city has been seen from a great distance by daring travelers, there is no intrinsic improbability of its existence, or who can tell what became of the primitive people who fled before the rapacious brigands of Cortes and Pizarro? Dr. Chetty, in his work on Peru, 
tells us of an Indian legend that a train of 10,000 lamas, laden with gold to complete the unfortunate Inca's ransom, was arrested in the Andes by the tidings of his death, and the enormous treasure was so effectually concealed that not a trace of it has ever been found. He, as well as Prescott and other writers, informs us that the Indians to this day preserve their ancient traditions and sacerdotal caste, and obey implicitly the orders of rulers chosen among themselves, while at the same time nominally Catholics and actually subject to the Peruvian authorities. Magical ceremonies practiced by their forefathers still prevail among them, and magical phenomena occur. So persistent are they in their loyalty to the past, that it seems impossible but that they should be in relations with some central source of authority which constantly supports and strengthens their faith, keeping it alive. May it not be that the sources of this undying faith lie in this mysterious city, with which they are in secret communication? Or must we think that all of the above is again but a curious coincidence? H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 If you will continually call to your mighty I Am Presence, periodically during the day, you don't need to sit in contemplation upon it all the time, call for it before you go to sleep at night, acknowledge it and demand it when you awaken in the morning. Then in the midst of outer world conditions, remember it, so it can come forth as a flash of flame into a mistake or a problem, or conditions of the outer world, and consume the impurity, and if it consumes the impurity, it will consume the thing that causes the limitation or the distress by the problem. But destructive etheric records must be consumed by the sacred fire, if purity is to take their place and produce manifestation that is the fulfillment of the divine plan, or that is constructive for mankind's use anywhere in the physical world. Now this has tremendous blessing and effect upon your health. People do not fill themselves with the Ascended Master's sacred fire purifying love or indestructible purity. Every time something is of discord on the outer self, the attention and the habit, past and present, of mankind's acceptance of limitation and distress, is the first reaction to the awareness of that distress by your intellect, or by your feeling. So, no matter what is wrong, someday, sometime, somewhere, it must be consumed by the sacred fire's indestructible purifying love. Your violet consuming flame is that. Your unfed flame is love, wisdom, and power held forever within the indestructible purity of the great central sun. The sevenfold flames of the seven mighty Elohim are all purifying love from the great central sun. No matter what quality you want, no matter what power you want to use in the physical world, form the habit of recognizing, first, the sacred fire's love of indestructible purity. And if you will charge this into anything and everything you contact, there will come such freedom to you, such blessings, and such relief from limitations as I cannot put into words, until you begin to use it. Form the habit when there seems to be a sudden battle between individuals, whether it be controversy or just general opposition, whenever you are aware of it, call instantly to your mighty I am presence and the ascended host to flash their diamond shining indestructible purity that controls it. And my dear ones, you can be such a blessing to life. You can have such power to use in the unascended state to correct conditions down here, that you can only understand as you use it. And then you become it, and wherever you go, we could pour forth through you more and more of that sacred fire's indestructible purity to consume conditions when you pass by, and you not even know that that consuming takes place. 
We can flash that in and around you into conditions in the atmosphere that are invisible to you, and yet they are destructive. Beloved Elohim of Purity We are making this call and giving you this explanation for more than just your own personal convenience and mastery and victory of the ascension. This world, no matter what the problem is that has to be solved, every problem in this world can only be solved by placing within it enough sacred fire indestructible purity, to allow that which is constructive to unite, and become the manifestation of the perfection that fulfills the divine plan, so that as soon as you set the habit of calling night and morning, and in the middle of the day, it only takes an instant, but when you call into outer physical conditions the Ascended Master's sacred fire loves indestructible purity, you will consume the destructive conditions that have been generated by hate. You will consume the destructive etheric records, and in that consuming there will continually build within and around you the indestructible purity of cosmic light substance from the Ascended Master's octave, that is crystal clear. It's just like sunshine on diamonds, and it is so hard no destructive thing can ever come through it. If you will do this and remember, whenever you think of your mighty magic electronic tube of cosmic light substance, and you qualify that as the Ascended Master's sacred fire loves his indestructible purity, the diamond shining substance from the Ascended Master's octave that is so blazing with its indestructible purity that no one can see who abides within, that is, no destructive activity. Therefore, it becomes for you not only greater and greater protection, but it is continually in action, repelling and consuming destructive forces around you. And you will find, one day, that becomes a sun presence, or an oval of dazzling light substance around you, in which you can move anywhere you please. It lights your way. It is a reservoir of indestructible power, power that nothing human can oppose. If I can get you to set this habit, I will armor you from tonight with a power that you will never understand, until you use it and become it. And then you will begin to realize and feel, really, what freedom is, and you never will feel completely free until this blazing sacred fire's indestructible purity becomes an eternal part of your life stream, expands its flame without limit, stands around you its cosmic light substance, and continues to repel and consume the hordes of evil wherever you might pass by. It is power, my dear ones, without limit. And when you just keep calling forth whatever indestructible purity of the sacred fire consumes every destructive etheric record, the cosmic law not only consumes it within you first, but it will consume the destructive etheric records in the structure of the earth that have been concentrated here from centuries past, of mankind's frightful conditions generated by war. Beloved Elohim of Purity, 